Welcome back to Market on Close. It's time for Overlooked Stocks. George Tillis is here with the movers that you may have missed, and both of them are car-related. Hey there, George. Good to have you. Let's start with Ferrari today, ticker symbol RACE. Jeffrey's upgraded the stock. In turn, it closed up about 1%. Tell us more. Yeah, there's, a, there's actually some interesting stuff going on in the automotive space, Caroline. We know that the automotive market has been down. Some suggest, of course, used car prices, even new car prices will eventually fall. But there are companies out there that are sort of inflation-proof, and I think this is one of them. So, Ferrari, we're all well aware of this uh, premium luxury sports supercar manufacturer. But they also have, of course, the Ferrari brand, which is licensed across you know, apparel, merchandise, and even a theme park in Dubai. So uh, that's another thing I found out by doing some research on the company. Now, one of the catalysts today is Jeffries actually upgrades his stock to a hold from another perform. Price target's 180 from 140. It's really relatively balanced relative to the current price. But I think you got to consider what's going on in the automotive space as well as some of the financial fitness of a company like Ferrari versus some of the other major manufacturers out there, companies like Tesla, even Ford and GM, in which Ferrari is actually outperforming those uh, three other companies by quite a wide margin. Now, Ferrari hasn't been immune to the downturn in the stock market, potentially the downturn in the economy. But you also have to think about other factors involved in their business. I mean, their total production of vehicles on a per annum basis is only about 15,000 or less than that. And now they've got some better product mix on personalization where they're customized uh, orders and that, again, is very margin accretive to a, a, a business that basically sells a performance luxury product. The other thing is, is looking at going forward uh, on a going forward basis, the company is launching and starting to get more involved in hybrid and electric vehicles, of which by 2026, they actually are going to have about 40 percent hybrid, 40 percent all EV. And, of course, the traditional petroleum based uh, cars, about 20 percent of their model mix. So they've, they've got this ESG mandate. I think that's very appealing the luxury sports brand enthusiast. Uh, but at the same time, you got to look at the company's uh, aspects from a pricing standpoint. They're able to increase prices. I mean, inflation is really hurting uh, every consumer, especially on the lower end, but not necessarily the higher end of the equation. Uh, if you look at inflation hedges, you know, premium real estate, premium autos, these things have gone up in price. I think Ferrari is no different. And from a profitability standpoint, you know, the company posted about 17% year-over-year sales and uh, unit volume growth with 35% EBITDA growth. So typically speaking, when you have twice the EBITDA growth and sales growth, your trend should be higher, but it hasn't been because this company has certainly been, uh, you know, uh, to uh, hit, if you will, alongside the rest of the market. But overall, gross margins are about 50%, 20% uh, net income margins. Just to give you a comparison, these numbers are nearly double that of Tesla, and in fact, um, from a forward multiple standpoint, Ferrari is only trading about half the forward multiple than Tesla. So I think that's why it's been performing rather well, considering these other manufacturers and balance sheets uh, certainly make a big difference as well. The company doesn't have very much debt, about $3 billion on total market cap of about $30 billion, whereas Ford, on the other hand, basically has twice the amount of debt that it does equity. And I think that's one of the challenges some of these major automakers like Ford have right now. Yeah, it's interesting, that whole inflation-proof concept. I remember hearing that Chanel handbags were thousands of dollars more, and it didn't impact demand. So something tells me the same people who are buying Chanel right. handbags 
are probably buying Ferraris. That being said, I didn't know about this theme park and I was looking it up. I have zero desire to ever uh, have a Ferrari or be able to afford one, but the theme park actually looks pretty cool. The, the roller coaster and the go-karts. But anyway, let's move on to Car Gurus. Your next one, ticker symbol C-A-R-G. Uh, I think that had a, a, an additional bullish call, or, or Needham reiterated a bullish call today on Car Gurus, up about 1.5% today. Yeah, so I'll talk about that that call first. Needham has actually had Car Gurus on their conviction buy list. They did reiterate their buy rating on the company. They did lower their price target to 32 from 40, which again is about a 50% move to the upside potentially here for Car Gurus. But this is an interesting play on the automotive space as well. A little bit different or much different than Ferrari, but this is a company that operates one of the largest online automotive marketplaces for new and used cars. It basically serves co consumers as well as dealer-to-dealer -dealer networks, but they also provide marketing and affiliate uh, revenues or, or generate affiliate revenues through things like insurance services, uh, like um, auto services, financing, and rental. But the company itself is really a marketing platform. They have about uh, 28 million unique visitors. They have about 10,000 dealers that actually uh, market through CarGurus. And CarGurus, of course, through tr internet traffic, gets a portion of the sale. So this is a company, uh, Caroline, doesn't actually hold inventory. This is important, especially if we see mm -hmm. some decline in prices of autos. You can see some inventory mismatches. I think this is one of the reasons why we've seen really uh, some big challenges and the unscalable uh, you know, direct-to-consumer-based models like Carvana and Vroom, both these stocks are down, you know, 80 to 90 percent respectively, whereas CarGurus really fits in with that same dealer network like CarMax. They're actually trading uh, very, very uh, well in tandem together considering the overall market. I think what's going on with CarGurus is analysts are really looking at the business that doesn't have inventory exposure but actually has really great opportunities to capitalize on potential dealer-to-dealer -dealer auctions and exchanges, which, of course, Cargurus just launched. They actually launched the first dealer-to-dealer -dealer exchange. So this is going to help, of course, dealers uh, manage inventory across the country, uh, bypassing the traditional wholesale market. So it's cheaper than moving inventory back to the wholesale market and then back out of the wholesale market. Dealers-to-dealers -dealers can utilize Cargurus' new auction platform to buy and sell with each other, which is, again, very unique and phenomenal to the growth of their business. So Needham is in the major majority, 11 buy ratings, three holds, no sells. So maybe not having those car vending machines helping car gurus. George, right. we have to leave it there. Thanks so much for uh, okay. highlighting those overlooked stocks.